Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. Whoa, what's up, everybody? We're back. That's right, Sports Buzz podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. As always. Yeah, get the straw. <laughs> get the straw. That buzz. We're back. That buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, strange land brewery. Oh, man. Dale forgot how the show works. Damn it. You know, the best part is we sat here for like. 30 minutes getting the, getting the show prepared. The closer we got and him not making any moves to that cooler, I got excited. Man, I just forget sometimes. We sit here and talk about what we're going to do for the show, and I just forgot. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. But sometimes you just don't listen. Uh, it's <laughs> very true. Well, nobody told me, so I didn't. I was listening. It's that's... like you got a problem with concentration. Yeah, that's, that's closer to it. Uh, that's our producer, Ballad, pressing buttons. Hello. Got my co-host, Mr. Coach. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing real good. It's good to be back in studio here. Uh, Coach and I did record an episode a couple weeks ago. Um, however, oh. had a bit of, uh, <laughs> a bit of issue with the upload process. So, uh, that's somewhere on my computer. Um, yeah, you, you can take full credit for it not posting. Right. I was there. I did my part. I recorded. Sure. I, br- I brought the strange lands for it. I- he I did. He did. I thought it was a good episode too, man. I'm a little disappointed that uh, that didn't get posted. But if you are listening, okay. you are listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please follow. Give us a subscription on iTunes. Uh, five star reviews would be fantastic. Tell us if you like the show. Tell us what you want to hear from us. Um, we'll do our best to not listen to you and uh, keep doing what we do. Uh, Domingo the Flamingo is here as always. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more uh show business here in just a moment but uh thank you to strangeland as always providing us with uh some delicious beers right now we're drinking the peach berlin vice uh so i guess the uh the great uh beer <laughs> beer shortage of 2018 is over huh well as the year comes to an end the beer shortage comes to the end and we're gonna get into that in the pro show so make sure to stick around for that which will most likely be posted later this week See, you you left that in there, and I thought the shortage was the I thought the drought was still on, and so I brought a trusty cooler bag of my own oh, nice with <laughs> the uh, the last of the reserves of the Thailand beer that you had left us, which were used for uh, the long lost secret episode that Dale never posted. Well, now that those beers are here, they can go back into the original reserves pile. Back so, into the reserves, so that'll be uh, <laughs> good thinking. It worked out for the best. Love it, love it. Um, and thank you to Mountain Breeze, our uh, other sponsors. It is time. Get your calls in. Make your reservations for summer 2019. Uh, reservation office is open. Uh, it's, today was beautiful. Today would have been a great day to be out on the river. Um, unfortunately, I was playing golf. Uh, much worse. Oh, man. Thoughts and prayers to Dale. I had to go and play golf today, man. Yeah. That's yeah. really that's yeah. too bad you couldn't be on the river. That, that would have been way better. It right? would have been. It was 80 degrees and sunny. It was beautiful. You know, too too bad you couldn't be in the office today. I had, had a great day at work. Man. Ah, good for you guys. How, how about you, Bella? Yeah, I mean, I would have loved, I would have loved to be on the river. Of course, that would have been the best place. But God forbid, I would have had to be on the golf course. That would, <laughs> that could have been terrible. Yeah, go check out Mountain Breeze Wait, Camp. So it was you golfed. It was kind of hot outside. Did you sweat a little bit? Did you, Did you make sure to wear sunscreen? I did not wear sunscreen. Wow, trying to get a little burn in. God, thoughts and prayers. Trying to get my first sunburn. Hey, should we start a GoFundMe for Dale for his potential sunburn that could be coming in? 
to get him some aloe vera. Yeah, no, no. Definitely uh, start a GoFundMe for my melanoma that will happen. Um, I was trying to get my first burn of the year in in January, get that thing over with and uh, start tanning up, but um, that didn't happen. It was cloudy and on and off, so. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Check out com. Follow our sponsor, Strangeland, on Twitter. Check out their Facebook. Twitter is at Strangeland Brew. Uh, we're at SportsBuzzTX. Give us a follow. Uh, somebody keeps that thing updated. Um, I'm not the one who keeps that updated. So thanks to uh, Ballad and Coach because it's definitely not me. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out Ballad. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into show business here. Uh, is everybody in studio? No. No, no of they're not. Of course not. Never. The first show of the year. You think we could have everybody in studio just once? Not a chance. You know, I'm not even going to berate you guys for not being on time, because at least you guys are here. Mr. Knows it all. What do you mean? I was here on time. That's Well, you know, you, you two are kind of a package I in my brought, mind when I we get the into the show. I brought the important stuff. That's fair. That's fair. That's true. At least, yeah. But, you know, that could have been a real bummer <laughs> if you would have forgot the sound equipment. <laughs> I figured we could have gone back to the old days of one mic. Just a computer. computer. Just a computer. Just share it all. <laughs> yeah, we would have gone back to the old days where I didn't have to do this podcast every Tuesday. That, that's what we would have gone back to. But, oh, um, obviously, uh, Mr. Knows It All, not here in studio, working late, getting a jump start on those vacuum sales for the year. Go figure. So, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to, to Mr. Mr. Knows It All as well. But well, for us, you know. It feels good to. That's right. We're back. Uh, and it feels great to be back. Back with episode, uh, anybody? Anybody? Uh, should be 114. 113. Are you sure about that? I'm positive because the super secret episode that you guys never posted. Doesn't I count? Hear, well, it definitely doesn't count. It's not in the official reg- uh, official registry of our SoundCloud. Damn That's it. True. It's, true. it's maybe in your computer somewhere. So this is officially episode. 113. So... I'm glad we I'm kind of glad it didn't get posted now. <laughs> Bal's been waiting for this episode since we started and since he found that Hank Hill soundboard. Yeah, after episode... I'll have to wait till episode... 1995. It's going to be a real long time from now. Oh, we got a long wait. <laughs> um, I hope we get that far into this podcast. That would be the greatest episode. We probably just have to quit on that episode. Yeah. So, guys, this is our first episode, as you mentioned, of 2019. Uh, it's uh, welcome, welcome to the new year. You know, I had a good time uh, over the holidays. Spent a lot of time with family. Uh, been been in Houston all weekend. Spending more time with with some family I don't get to see very often. Uh, just trying to enjoy it. The weather's been good. I've been playing some golf finally for a change. Not good golf, that's for sure. But, uh, Ballad, how was your how was your holiday? You have a good time. I had a good time, traveled to Dallas, saw the family there, saw little brother Mitchell, contributor to the show. Uh, flew it's out about to... time we get him back on pretty Yeah, soon. he was itching to get in. He wants to talk a little Cowboys, uh, which hopefully we'll have more opportunities to do that in the next coming weeks. But uh went to Birmingham, uh, traveled with Haley to go see her family. Uh, beautiful which country was... out there, huh? It's beautiful. Uh, got there, good weather. Uh, wasn't too cold, a little bit wet, but that was fine. Uh, watched the Alabama OU game with a bunch of Alabama fans, uh, which was uh, real exciting. Actually, I have a really funny story to tell you guys. I, I, did they have their teeth? They all had their teeth. That's good to hear. But we did. Uh, I watched the the Auburn game, the Auburn Purdue game with Haley's <laughs> grandma, who is a big Auburn fan, and uh, she was telling me uh, a story of how when she, uh, like over the years, she used to take notes during the Auburn game, like on paper, and then mail them to the Auburn coaching staff. Oh, wow. My goodness. And That's a fan right there. She said that most of them were just telling the coach that some players just need to find the bench. You know, we <laughs> this guy, this number eight is terrible. We have to get him off the field. So, uh, Gugga, uh, Gugga Hensley, big uh, contributor to the uh, to the Auburn football team. Love and, and all that. their success. So, that was my, uh, that was my holiday. Uh, Coach came by from a New Year's party. We actually had a majority of the podcast here. Your brother was here. That's what I heard. Trent. So we, we almost had the whole podcast here. You had Ace Spillman. We had Ace Spillman. Uh, Coach had the ultimate blunder of not bringing the recording equipment so that we couldn't record a drunken New Year's Eve a episode. New Year's, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day hungover podcast. But that was okay. 
Yeah, we had a fantastic time. Ballad threw a hell of a party. Uh, he hosts the podcast. Um, and he hosts parties just as good as he hosts the podcast. He's always prepared. And everyone always has a good time. So My party was uh, pajamas optional but encouraged. And Coach showed up in a full three-piece suit and a bow tie. So <laughs> thought that was super classy. Uh, this is America. You can wear whatever you want to any party. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you have to dress up in a certain way. Well, well, Trent had challenged me in the first place. He goes, well, I want to wear a suit. And so I was like, all right, fine. Like, let's let's do it. I go, let's go tuxedo. And he goes, well, no, not a tuxedo. Like, just a regular suit. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, let's do a suit. And he showed up in a blazer and a button-up with slacks. It's not a suit. No suit. Not a suit. I kind of remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time had by all though mm-hmm. two weeks off of the podcast you guys only one week off but so you say yeah, we, we practiced you guys practiced <laughs> we practiced in the off week that was quite a show talk about practice that was quite a show hey you know my, i didn't think my, i was my gonna patriots had a bye in the wild card round so you know i had to just get my walkthrough i didn't think i was gonna be able to get through that show i was uh caught i was thoroughly intoxicated by the time we started recording um after playing golf all day, so you know, I got a feeling that has to do why with why I didn't get posted. You know, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not you, a detective here, but I, I think you, that could just, have had to do with it. It just wouldn't upload. It wasn't my fault. The files are in the computer, dude. He wouldn't. saw it. He saw it. Coach watched it, and it just wouldn't upload. It just kept sitting at zero percent. I mean, I watched it, but I'm not responsible for this guy's equipment. Yeah, so. of course not. Um. So all of that went down during the uh, the holidays. Another thing that went down was our bowl pick'em contest. Yeah, we we did that bowl pick'em. Um, let's move on from there. What's next in show business? No, because your boy coach <laughs> went from worst to first. That's right. Me and Mister knows it all tied, but I showed up so I can claim the top spot because ESPN says I got it. I I, I got the tiebreaker somehow. So Mister knows it all. You're second best to me. Hard to argue with that. But. Most importantly, Lana wins. Lana, Lana wins the whole dang shebang. Ballot Lana, our us, champion. Give us an update on uh, Lana. As I mentioned, uh, Domingo Flamingo is here in studio. I did not mention Lana's name. Yes, Lana wins our bowl pick'em contest, and she goes out a champion. Because when I did return back from my travels to Birmingham and Dallas, uh, Lana was not doing so hot. Uh, I, I know what everyone's thinking. It's like, Zach, why didn't you leave enough food? Why didn't you leave enough water? I'll drink for that. Or but... I'll drink for that one. I'll I'll happily drink for that one. I'll pour one out for Lana. Pour one out. But uh, I got home. She had plenty. Of, she had food in her bowl. Her water was full. It it was just her time. You know, we all knew that that hamsters have a two to three year lifespan. And when we got Lana, she was full grown. And it was two March Madnesses ago. So uh, a sad day for all. A sad day for the podcast. Uh, but. You know, Lana went out the way she would have wanted to go out as a champion. As a champion. So, uh, Lana no longer with us. Uh, I know people are thinking, oh, when are you going to get another hamster? Uh, the answer is that we're not going to get another hamster. Uh, unless unless we make that a wager for one of our, our future <laughs> oh, contests. No. And that that person will have to take that hamster home with them. Cause hey, March, March is coming up. March Madness is coming Can up. Can you imagine a hamster living in Dale's trailer with him? With his picture of all of our asses on the wall. That is like all I can hope for. Yeah, so just just a quick update. Uh, I lost. Uh, Ballard and I tied, but apparently either... either but really you lost. Either I didn't uh, put a tiebreaker in or ESPN didn't save my tiebreaker score that I put in. I could have swore I did one, but... Could have swore you posted it, that episode too. It wasn't there. Um, so I lost you know, I wanted to change my pick last night since we were both tied, and uh, I kept seeing that I was below you on the tiebreaker with the little asterisk there. Uh, but I forgot to change the pick, um, and we both had Alabama. We both lost. But let's go ahead and uh, oh, you want to talk about show bet before we jump into that Alabama Clemson game? I just want to say um, some some notable folks of the you know who have been on the podcast who did well. Uh, shout out to Uncle Tom. Who uh, beat uh, Dale and I lost to Coach and uh, and Mister Knows It All. Uh, Haley beat Dale and I after I made her drunkenly make picks uh, in the middle of the night, the night before the games happened. That's embarrassing for me. Uh, Mitchell, though, our draft expert, is not a bull pick'em expert. 
coming in in last place with only 19 correct. So it's not all bad news. Good for uh, you. Shout Good out, for you. Shout out to my cousin and Iron. He uh, did one better than Mitchell. Uh, 20 points down near the bottom. But uh, thanks for participating. And then uh, my ultimate buddy, Teen. Teen Cruz coming in as the best of the non-four-legged participants. Yeah, of the of the people who can think, uh, he did the best. So uh, good for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's jump. You want to jump right into uh, some football talk? Uh, no. First, show I want to talk about our show bet. Oh yeah, we have officially moved past college football season, which is sad to say out loud, but it is true. Uh, so now we're full sp- uh, steam into college basketball, and tonight we've got an in-state rivalry brought to us by Coach. Thanks for pulling this one up. Uh, North Carolina State hosts UNC at home, and tonight we are taking North Carolina State minus one and a half. So let's go Wolfpack. That Wolf- sounds right. Wolfpack. I think you're right there, actually. I think I'm right, too. So. Wait, why did you switch over? We were trying to watch the UT game. Because our, our show bet starts at 8 o'clock. Pretty yeah, but sure but the game, the UT game, got like 18 seconds left. Jack wagon. Yeah, and they yeah, lost. I'm sure they did not lose yet. They're only down two. Hmm. All right. Well, shows who's uh, paying attention to the podcast. Um, oh, we should mention we're obviously doing the amateur hour first this week. I don't know if we said that or not. I think I tried to, and then we were just all talking and got lost in translation. But um, it's time to talk about the national championship. A little bowl recap. Um, We'll talk about the national championship and go over a couple other games that we thought were worth talking about. Uh, last night, the Clemson Tigers and Alabama Crimson Tide faced off in Santa Monica, where the 49ers play. Santa Clara? Santa Clara? Santa Monica. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that shit. Levi Stadium. Levi which Stadium. Is the worst stadium. It's in the middle of nowhere. Nobody went. There were tickets that you get for super cheap uh, to a. Tago Vailoa brought like 400 family members. Who has 400 family members? <laughs> Who has 400 family members is, is what I want to know. Uh, and how much did that cost to get all their, all those motherfuckers there? Um, but man, watching this game, the way it started out, it was like, we're going to have an absolute shootout of a game. And this thing's going to go 55 to 60. And then all of a sudden... Clemson reared its its ugly head and just shut Alabama down. Um, this thing was pretty much over by halftime. And Alabama didn't score again in the second half. But from what I watched, and it was on and off trying to pay attention to it because I lost interest. But oh, my God. Oh, go ahead. Get, get through your part. Clemson is... So damn good. Uh, the the athletes on all sides of the ball is really impressive. The speed they have on defense, what they did to Tua and, and got him flustered, the two interceptions. Um, and then a true freshman quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, is the real deal. This kid is going to be special. Trevor Lawrence is a grown ass man. Like we can stop calling him a true freshman. He's 19 just years because, old. Just because he is that does not have anything to do with this kid's mindset. Yeah, he's like six. He played six. varsity football since he was a freshman in high school. So he has been in charge of teams. He knows what he's doing. I mean, it, it absolutely showed why they made the best decision. This was a fantastic game. I was drawn in start to finish because there is nothing. Nothing I wanted to see more than Alabama get their shit kicked in. And they gave up 16 points in the first half, and they came out and said, we're not giving up another point. And Clemson dominated the line of scrimmage. Whether they were on offense or defense, they controlled it, and they absolutely wrecked Alabama. Yeah, they did. Now, Alabama could have put up a better fight in this game. I think they should have ran the ball a lot more. They were much more effective on the ground. They could have done a lot more draws. Looked like they're going to throw and get little screens out wide. I mean, they could have just got the ball out short and with space. Well, Clemson- it looks like they tried. I mean, they they did they tried to keep running the ball even down uh, 15 at halftime. Um, they came out with, with both of the... It was just sporadic. It was sporadic, though. Yeah, I mean, it was a really weird... They were dominating running the it football. It was a weird game plan. Um, 
it was like one drive they'd run it three times in a row and go three and out, and the next time they'd throw it once and then run it twice and get two or three first downs. I mean, they only punted a handful of times in the game. Like they maybe, probably should have punted maybe two times in this game. Yeah, Nick Saban the, the was turnovers killed them, and the I mean, in the second half they got they got stops on fourth down, so it, it just it well was, yeah they they started they got behind the the loaded gun and. Saban felt like his hand was pressed and, and he had to uh, had to go for a couple of gutsier calls on fourth down, especially Borrowing in their own from zone. his good friend Kirby Smart with one of the worst fake punts or fake field goals of that all time. That was embarrassing. Did you? That s- was a bad play. It was like fourteen yards to go too. It was like uh, fourth, fourth and, and six, six and, oh, okay. and but but they were lined up in a four three three, like they were ready. Yeah. For that exact moment. They were sitting there waiting, playing a... Well, and as soon as they saw that it was a run, like, nobody took off, they just all blitzed, and, like, it was embarrassing. It was uh, bad for Alabama. Yeah, not not a good look for Saban. He got outcoached. The players got outplayed. Um, Trevor Lawrence finished with 347 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he's got two more years of, of required uh, football, so um, watch out for that kid. He uh, he will probably be the front runner in the Heisman next year. The crazy thing, and I don't think anyone would disagree, is that Clemson was Clemson's defense was definitely the best unit on the field last night. It was unbelievable, and they were mix, missing Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, probably one of their best players on defense. You know, a lot of people were kind of poo pooing uh, to a tongue of Aloha's uh, performance this game, but I, I think just more credit goes to. The, the Clemson defense and yeah, how good they he played. He couldn't sit in the pocket. I yeah, mean, they, he absolutely could not sit in the pocket. And the, the crazy thing was they weren't even rushing or they weren't blitzing. They were getting to the quarterback. With three j- or four. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. And when you have that type of situation, you could have people sit back, seven people sitting back. It's really hard to throw the ball. Yeah. But the other unit that was super impressive and is also scary moving forward are the Clemson wide receivers. Yeah. The majority of them are freshmen and, and sophomores. Uh, and like, like we mentioned and was told to us maybe uh, on average at least 113 times during the game was Trevor Lawrence, a freshman. Did you know that? Did you know he's a freshman? I heard that. I had heard that he is a freshman. Yeah. So he, uh, the Clemson's going to be good for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, but that's exciting. I'm glad that it's not just with, no doubt at all, Bama to what, win the national championship. What uh, what year is Etienne the running back? He's a, he's a sophomore this year. Oh God, yeah. Oh God. And Justin Ross is a true freshman as yeah, well. That's impressive. Who was the top? Yeah, Alabama he had like a hundred top receiver out of Alabama what, last 140, year. Hundred fifty three yards and a touchdown on six catches. He had over. 300 yards receiving, I believe, in the semifinal and the oh my god the championship game. A uh, couple of gambling nuggets from this game that I found were pretty uh, interesting. Uh, there was a uh, a gentleman betting at the MGM who bet a total of $445,000 on Clemson in a couple different ways. First was hundred k on them to cover in the first half, plus three. That obviously covered with these. Yeah. hundred k on them on the money line, and then 245000 on them full game plus six netted nine or uh, total pay, uh, pay, uh, payout was $905,000. Not a bad day at the office. Yeah. And then I want to, I want to make a call back to something that happened earlier about 39, 40 days ago. Do you guys remember when FanDuel uh, decided to, their new sports book decided to pay out everybody who had a national championship ticket for Alabama? No, I mean, we may. Did we talk about that? There was a couple of books out there who they just said, you know what, like we're just going to pay these out so that they could not take any more action on it. Um, hilarious looking back on it now. Like <laughs> so they, they just paid people even though they would have actually won. Yeah, but it oh was you know God. forty days ago when it, when everyone was sure that uh, that they were you know going to be the champions. So mm. egg on your face, uh, Fanduel. Welcome to sports again. Yeah, no kidding. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed every second of it, even though some people say it was a boring game, a blowout, whatever you want to say. Uh, I just enjoy watching Nick Saban and Alabama lose. Let's uh, let's go back to the state of Alabama, talk a uh, bowl game that, Ballad, you were 
pretty interested in um, and a little worried about, I think, uh, the Auburn and Purdue game. Oh, my God. Did I did I reverse jinx the hell out of this game? You definitely tried to. I, I mean, I did. I <laughs> was full-blown reverse jinxing that Purdue was going to wax Auburn. Uh, and You've I, been pretty high on Purdue, so we didn't feel like at the time it was a reverse jinx. I mean, I was high on Purdue, but I'm obviously an Auburn fan. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's any questioning whether, where, where my allegiances lie there. But uh, to be honest, I really didn't think that uh, Auburn was going to be ready for that game. But then I forgot, or I remembered, that they got waxed by UCF in the bowl season. And nobody wants to lose a bowl game two years in a row. So... Hats off to uh, to Auburn coming ready for this game, uh, but shame me on you, uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Brom. Like you all must have been really focused on that Louisville job hiring because you did not prep for this bowl game at all. They didn't seem like they wanted to be there. They definitely weren't ready for the game. Thought he already said he's staying at Purdue. I mean, he is, but he was obviously still in the back, back of his mind. You think a little bit? So yeah, no, I was I was happy with the results to say the least. Yeah, that team you're so high on finished at six and seven. Not a not a great year for Purdue. Um, Bowl couple, eligible. Couple big wins. Beat Ohio State, so uh, they got that on their record. Yep. Um, but former Baylor quarterback Jared Stidham, three hundred, almost four hundred yards, three seventy three, and five touchdowns. They won sixty three to fourteen. It wasn't even close. Hey, I want to talk about another team that I was pretty high on going into this one. This uh, team was part of what I thought was one of the most exciting bowl games of all time. The Cal TCU game, the Cheez It Bowl. <laughs> ah, yes. 7 10 ah. TCU in overtime. Guys, I like this game. You know, people were getting upset because there's no points scored, but it wasn't like there was no points scored and they were just running the ball all over the place. Like, there were so many turnovers and terrible interceptions in this game. Nine. And it was just fun to watch these two teams collapse over each other. <laughs> Nine interceptions total. Between the two teams. Yeah, pretty exciting. No, um, this is the night that we were recording. And we were like, this is no, the worst football. Yes, it was. Because we were like, this is the worst football game of all time. This wasn't on the 28th. Yes. No, because I remember... We, y'all 27th. Were, it was on the 27th, fool. It was on the 26th. Yeah. We were talking about the this game Christmas. in the group chat. And I wasn't even paying attention. I was going to sleep, and I was watching this game on my oh, phone. Yeah, the I'm Baylor, the only one who had TCU in this the game. Ba- the Baylor game was the one that was so, on. Yeah. So I was so excited to see TCU just eke it out. Let's run through a couple more of these bowls. Um, Florida beats the absolute dog shit out of Michigan. It wasn't even close. Um, I don't think Florida is really that good. I don't think they're going to be that good next year. Uh, with the the quarterback that they have, I you know this game. This game. Uh, looking back on it, when you look and see how many players from Michigan sat out this game, their star running back, a bunch of pieces on defense, like the writing was on the wall that they didn't really care that much about this game. And so, so all in hindsight, it, it wasn't that surprising to me that Florida just completely waxed them. That's fair. It didn't um, happen until the second half. Um, you know, it's pretty tight going into the to the halftime, but yeah, um, yeah, Florida just made adjustments because I think Dan Mullen's a pretty good coach. Another uh, ass kicking, going sticking with the SEC. Uh, Texas A and M absolutely waxes NC State. Yeah, that uh, was good. I mean, it, Kellen Mond, I don't think is a very good quarterback, but Travion Williams, I've known that this kid was something special the moment I saw him run the ball. Uh, 19 carries, 236 yards, and three touchdowns. That dude's a stud, and you'll see him playing on Sundays in the near future. Um, yeah, a on the right track. Jimbo's got him winning bowl games and 9-4 uh, and four record in his first year. So uh, it was impressive against mediocre opponent, but nonetheless on the big stage in the night game, um, with the whole nation and recruits watching, that's big time for Jimbo and Texas A&M. Uh, Coach, you want to touch on that or no? You want to move on? I'm just hoping Texas and Texas A&M are good enough, maybe not in the playoffs good enough, but good enough to play each other in a bowl next year. That would be yep. exciting. Yep, that would be awesome. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I, I've got one that I want to talk about that no one's talking about, and that's why I want to talk about it. The Boise State-Boston College game, the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl, no. they have to cancel the game in the middle for weather reasons. 
It's not even in the middle. It's like, it's like what, first just quarter. in the second quarter. Was it just in the second Maybe. quarter? It I mean, was it early. Was, it was early. It was seven nothing, like in the first quarter. And everyone wants to act like it just never happened. The thing that I like about this, though, Surf Pro, their motto <laughs> is "like it never happened." They are a they are a storm restoration company that'll come into your home after a flood and fix everything. Yeah, flood or fire, any like sort it of never damage. even happened. The funny thing was, they could have played this game at a different time, but Boise State had a flight they had to catch. And they didn't want to go through the pain of rescheduling the flight for that many people. So they decided wow. just to cancel it. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a real bummer. Um, a couple of bad beats if you had the line, the money lines on these games. Ohio State up big over Washington early. Washington puts up 20 in the fourth quarter uh, to backdoor their way to a uh, to a cover. 28-23 Ohio State wins. Um, that was an interesting one. And then uh, that was probably the worst one. Yeah, of all, that was a pretty bad beat. Uh, LSU and UCF. That game was definitely more out of hand than I thought. By the end of the game, ends up being forty to thirty-two. UCF covers there late. (laughs) Well, we got to recognize though that UCF's winning streak has come to a finally, finally, Um, not national, not national champions, not not back to back. National redemption <laughs> redemption story starts now. But see, the writing was on the wall that Alabama was not going to repeat after UCF went down. I mean, that's just that's fate. By the way, if Mackenzie Milton is healthy and plays in this game, oh, there's no doubt. Totally different. I, I think that we're talking about a totally different circumstance. Yeah, I, think no doubt. I think it's a hell of a finish. I think you're also talking about the difference in them getting a shot at Alabama versus not. Like, there's no talk of it without no, Mackenzie Milton. Not a chance. There's yeah. maybe murmurs. If he's healthy, uh, one yeah, wait real quick. There was a a hilarious uh, sign being posted like on the jumbotron at Levi Stadium. It said fast facts: there are ten athletic conferences eligible to participate in the college football, along with six schools con- considered independent. And UCF uh, tweeted too soon <laughs> in response <laughs> to that uh, picture. So uh. UCF, good uh, good Twitter department. Um, one more game I wanted to. Touch and I don't remember what the line on this thing was. Kentucky and Penn State. Uh, Kentucky, Penn State was favored by a touchdown. Kentucky was up huge in this game, and Penn State scores seventeen and unanswered in the fourth quarter to uh, make this a three point game. They still lose, um, but yeah, big win for Kentucky. Big time program win. Yeah, just want to say I did have that one called. One of the only bowl games I got correct. Um, I don't. I just saw highlights from this game, and there was there was another bigger game that I was watching that was going. I think the LSU UCF game, um, but uh, yeah, Penn State definitely uh, what we thought they were. Not very good. And a couple of quick thoughts on just a couple of quick hitters. You know, yeah, go for it. The Cheez-It Bowl got roasted on Twitter <clears throat> for being such a, a bad affair to watch. The Red Box Bowl bowl got so lucky that their game wasn't in prime time. Like the Cheez-It Bowl was at night, so everyone was watching it. The Red Box Bowl was in the middle of the day. Six to seven, Michigan State <laughs> loses to Oregon. No points were scored until the third quarter, and it was two field goals. So, Red Box, you got real lucky here because Cheez It took an ass whooping on Twitter for uh, the the performance that those two teams put up. So, is it bad that I didn't even know that Red Box was still in business? Yeah, no. And then I saw that they were sponsoring a bowl. I was like, whoa. When I saw that, I thought, wow, there's a new company called Redbox. Like, they must, <laughs> it, it can't be the same company. I thought it was like a delivery, like one of those subscription delivery yep. services. Like, oh, you get a Redbox with not yep. movies in I it. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> um, Drew Locke loses his final game in Missouri to Oklahoma sucks. State. Because we suck. I've been Mizzou saying that all season. sucks, dude. You, oh, don't you come over <laughs> here. Mizzou is trash. Do I need to pull up the tape? You are a Mizzou homer. Check the <laughs> tape. Uh, Check the tape. Hey, a team I was high on. Northwestern gets a win over Utah, thirty-one to thirty. This was a really thirty-one really twenty good football. Game. Thirty-one twenty. Yeah, it was a lot closer. I mean, no, Utah was up up pretty big going into halftime. Northwestern comes out and scores four touchdowns in the third quarter and shuts out Utah in the second half. Uh, pretty ballsy performance, gutsy performance there. Uh, I don't even know what Northwestern's mascot is. Is it a Wildcat too? Yep. 
Nailed it. Um, Nailed it. Sneaky good game was the Baylor Vanderbilt game. Super high scoring at forty five to thirty eight. That one was good. We're gonna do a short the second half of this. <laughs> um, and then the the question of can South teams go play in uh, uh, cold weather was answered when Wisconsin beat Miami thirty five to three. Like when you could just look on the field and no one from Miami wanted to be there. It was almost hard to watch. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Army to fucking destroys Houston <laughs> seventy to fourteen. He just made a he just made a new word to fucking destroys. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Major Applewhite is back uh, unemployed. Yeah. Um. So we'll uh, leave it at that and hit a break and come back with some Texas Ten and talk. Obviously, uh, Sugar Bowl. So we'll be back with some more Sports Buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? Do you feel the buzz or is it just me? Trust me, something in the bed just above me. Something like a dream state, you call it a clean break. Do you feel the buzz, baby? Do you feel the buzz? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Dale. Um, Showbet sitting out North Carolina 23, North Carolina State 15. Uh, really good pick there, guys. Uh, we are doing well. North Carolina State getting ass kicked. Um, but we'll try and keep you updated on that. Uh, I do want to thank my producer, Ballad, for uh, bringing me a straw since I forgot to open beers on time. Yeah, no no problem at all. Maybe uh, Maybe you can just remember... How to do your job uh, moving forward in 2019? Wouldn't wouldn't hold your breath on that. You know, this is episode 113. You think you'd have this figured out by now? Well, we've taken a couple weeks off. You know, yeah, we're back, and uh, you know, some some things uh, slip my mind from time to time. Okay, give me a break. But Hello. let's go ahead and get into the Texas 10. I uh, got a lot to talk about there. The all state sugar bowl down in Nolan's Ballad's favorite place in the world. Texas and Georgia. Guys, this was pretty fun to watch from start to finish. I uh I came in with low expectations, I'm not gonna lie. Um obviously I was hoping for a big time game, a big performance from UT and Boy, did we get it. Uh, Texas gets the opening kickoff, drives right down the field. Sam Ellinger runs in a touchdown, and they set the tone early. Tell me, I mean, at least in in my mind, I felt that this was a different Texas team than I've watched all season long. What were y'all's thoughts after seeing that first drive and then the first defensive stop that quick in the game, Coach? Um, I mean, I was fine with it. It was a great start to a well, game. Obviously, it's, I was fine with it. everything you want to start a game. But let's get out of the first quarter. What does Texas do? I'm. I feel like I'm in the minority on this one, but I was not pleased with this performance by Texas. I mean, a win, a win like that was good. The defense played very, very well. But the offense kind of floated throughout the whole crux of the game. Like, everything happened quick. And then I was disappointed with what happened after that. Because off the two turnovers, we get 10 points. That's our 17 in the first quarter. And then we go to sleep for a little while. Well, 10 in the first quarter, 10 in the second quarter. But 20 <clears throat> yeah. to 7 and a half. Um, I was super stoked. Uh, the defense played out of their minds. Um, you got to remember Georgia has just as good, if not better athletes on their, on their side of the ball. Uh, Georgia didn't look like they wanted to be there. They, they looked like they were crying still about the college football playoffs. I mean, they well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to like use that as a cop out though. I'm not, but that's, but here's the thing. 
I don't want to use that as a cop out because Texas came to play on defense, right. and so that stark difference is what created such quick opportunities for Texas. Well, they held the they held the best SEC rushing team in the country to two point four yards a carry, less than almost less than eight. I mean, less than eighty yards, seventy two total yards. But then you look at our second half, and like most second halves this season, Texas loses a second half again. It didn't matter when you're up as big as they were. They did enough to win the game. Um, Ellinger rushes in two touchdowns, three touchdowns. And, I mean, really, the tone was set early before this game even started. It just it, it wasn't a very good football game all the way through. Oh, I'm not even talking about the game. Bevo tried to kill Ugga. I mean, Bevo was on his shit. Bevo didn't come to New Orleans to mess around. I mean, that's a different story altogether. We, <laughs> we can get hype about that. I mean, that that was fucking fantastic. That was hilarious. I mean, I'm sorry, but get the all these fucking cameras and these handlers and shit away from a two-ton steer. Like, honestly, what did they think was going to happen? That dude is so jacked up on drugs, too. He actually is not. I read an article. He's not. Oh, they jack him up on drugs. Nope. For sure. Nope. Oh, for sure. Probably had a hand grenade or something. At least. No. He's Get your rally. Yeah. No, I read uh, I read uh, an article actually the day after because I I've always thought the Bevo was on drugs. This is the young, the youngest Bevo we've ever had. Um, Fifteen. He. Uh, I mean, they're they're raised. The last four Bevos have come from the same owners. They are raised with gunshots and fireworks and all sorts of stuff around them to keep them calm and and used to their surroundings. Um, and the owners say that they've never been drugged. That's neither here nor there. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome to see <laughs> Bevo charge a, a little bulldog and uh, make him shit his pants. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm just saying, like, this Texas offense, like, we can – you can look at the points, but it's one guy literally doing most of the heavy lifting. Um, okay, what happened back in 05? I mean, Vince Young won the national championship almost single-handedly. No, he. I mean, he had help. Yes, he was committing most of the yards, but there were other performances around him, and especially on defense. This team came to play, what, two games this year? Honestly? I mean... You're talking the defense alone? Yeah. Yes. Because the offense played a lot of games and kept them in some, so you're some saying of the The, 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 the first fighting. game against OU and then this one, or what? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, even them, they, they blew a second half lead like they did most of every game this year. To a Heisman Trophy winner. They've blown, no, I mean, they've, they've lost every, like, most of their second halves this season. So not That's, just a Heisman no, no, Trophy no. winner. I'm I mean, just saying that, that specific game. My problem is that this offensive line isn't getting any better necessarily next year. And for an offense that's so dedicated to one guy, they're going to have to run the ball better next year. And they're going to have to get Sam to get it either out in the play and maybe passing more. But I I just don't think he can take this beating like this consistently. I mean, it's it's not going to be good for him. Well, it's not. um, Since Debbie Downer over here didn't like the game, Ballad, what did you think of the game? I thought it was a great game. Obviously, the outcome was... Fantastic! It, the the score really doesn't indicate how close the or how not close the game was. I agree. Um, kind of felt at times like Georgia already played their Super Bowl, right? You know, they had their chance in the SEC championship to take. They down gave everything Alabama. they had. Yeah. So you, you wonder what the motivation was as they were preparing for this game. Well, two or three guys were sitting out as well, and yeah, and but for Texas, like everyone was pumped to be there. There's no doubt about 100%. it. It's the biggest bowl game we've been in in quite a while. So. Yeah. I was I was pleased to see uh, Herman show up as an underdog again. Uh, that statistic continues to ring true. So oh, that's, I, that's where he's at his best. I, I'm hoping that, that we can just build on that. The scheme, the, next the scheme that they brought in was absolutely perfect from start to finish. Um, Todd Orlando drew up a. I mean, they've run a almost nonstop three four defense all year. They came out running a, a four man front on defense and really threw Georgia off. And made them run the ball, made them, made them have to throw it, and they still wanted to run it because that's what they do. Um, Vander Holyfield's son led the team with 62 yards rushing, uh, but their best runner, DeAndre Swift, 
ended with eight carries for 12 yards and two fumbles. Um, that was the big deal for me was, was shutting down Swift. I mean, Holyfield had a couple big runs, but. Oh, the turnover game was huge. For turnover Texas, was, turnover game was huge. Three, uh, two turnovers and then the one fumble that uh, Swift got back. But um, I think the I want to talk, you know, obviously a huge win for Texas, but I want to talk um, some big losses for the team. Um, guys that won't be back, guys that will be back. Uh, obviously, they lose Trey Watson, um, starting running back. He had a pretty damn good day. They're 18 fine. carries for 91 yards. They'll be fine at running They're back. Fine. But Ke- Keontae Ingram is the next yes, real running back I agree. at Texas. But to lose... They, they needed they needed Trey Watson this year for Ingram to grow right, from that freshman right. running back into a body. And I think, much like Travis Etienne is for Clemson, he will grow more into his sophomore year, take a huge role, and be really prime for a junior run. I think so. I think Ingram is the future of the running backs right now. I agree. In, in I agree. Um, but yeah, it does It does hurt to lose a uh, a, a, a senior leader mm-hmm. like that, even though he was just here for a year as yeah. a grad transfer. But... Um, and then, obviously, the biggest loss uh, just came out today. Little Jordan Humphrey will be uh, will be going pro, entering the NFL draft. Well, no thanks. Yeah, I'm not happy with it. Um, but they do get Colin Johnson back, and hopefully Colin can get back to what he did last year uh, as the go-to receiver. They have a couple big-time receiver recruits coming in in 2019. Um, and I do believe Duvernay's got one more year of eligibility with a because he was magically redshirted last year, I think. Um, so we're just gonna have to see this 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 wide receiver core uh, skill position is gonna be totally different next year. Um, they lose everybody on the D line. They lose a lot of guys in the linebacking core. Um. They lose two guys in the secondary. They lose Chris Boyd and uh, Davis, and then waiting to hear on Brandon Jones. So waiting to hear on Brandon Jones, but Malcolm Roach is coming back, so he's coming back for his senior year, which is big if they play him at the right position. I think he's a better end to outside linebacker, um, and just let the guy pin his ears back and rush the passer. Um, but this win is huge for the University of Texas. And going forward, I, I I really think that Tom Herman's got this program where it needs to be. Um, if history repeat, repeats itself, um, Texas has won a BCS slash New Year's Six Bowl uh, three times in the past 15 years. And every time they've won that bowl, the next year they've gone to the national championship. So, um, if history repeats itself as it normally does, uh, we may see Texas next year. I do believe that they can contend for national championship. Um, I got nothing else on Texas. I, I'm I'm higher than ever. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I hate for it to sound as sour as it does coming from me. It's, it sounds it's, real it's bad. Not, it's not about these kids. It's not about how they played this game. It's not about the season or the win they had. I mean, all that stuff is huge. This coaching staff, to me, though, has shown on paper and on film that they refuse to grow. And I'm talking specifically about this, this offensive coordinator and Tom Herman situation. He needs to get a grip on this offense because it goes through way too many ups and downs to be a real good football team, and they got to get it figured out. That's the thing. I'm going to be the hardest on the coaches because they need it the most. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that have to come in week in, week out, and game plan no matter what's going on with these kids. And I I just have not seen it in in these two years. I'm hoping next year's the turnaround. I'm hoping this was the motivation to get everything on the right track, but there just has to be a better – consistent game plan on offense to, to continually attack teams. But we're back. We're back. Start uh, the season next year uh, <laughs> against Louisiana Tech. Tech and then get LSU two weeks after that. So yep. starts off hot. So that was uh, supposed to be Texas 10. Turned out to be more like Texas. 113. Yeah, uh, which is fine because college football is – 
It's gone. It's, it's gone. It's gone for a long time. So we got to move on to college basketball. We are going to do some college front page news, college basketball style, but we are running way over on time. Hmm. So I just want to take this opportunity to let you guys know. You know, in in the preseason for football, we you know we get hyped about teams, right? And we we pick some. Uh, just want to mention, I, I took a little early position at the beginning of the season on a little team up north, the Michigan Blue Devils or Wolverines. Did I say Blue Devils? Yeah. I'll drink for that one. Uh, Michigan Wolverines. I have a ticket on them right now to win the championship at sixty to one. Oh, why don't you take a guess at where that's at right now? Uh, probably fifteen to one. Nine to one. Woo, boy! So I am officially. Is it the Longhorns? Are officially a Wolverine? I'm officially a Wolverines fan for the rest of college basketball season. They're currently ranked number two in the country. So yeah, they look good. Look really good. Just giving everyone a little preview of what I'll be keeping track of. Fair enough. Moving into March Madness. <laughs> Uh, but we are going to go straight into first impressions. Oh, here we go. College basketball style. And if you remember from last year, college basketball is kind of a weird sport where they don't release the lines of the game. Until day of, pretty much. Day of, sometimes the day before. And because of the way that our show is structured, this requires uh, us, and by us I mean me, to do (laughs) a little bit of predicting. So uh, this is uh, first impressions where Ballad tries to pick the lines. Um, I got, I got, I think I got better as the season went on last year. You did, but I started out terrible, and I think I'm gonna have to restart on this whole thing. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I got, we'll give you a break. I got five games for us tonight, boys. Let's do it. We're to go ahead and get into it. Uh, we are officially in conference play. So uh, the first one's Friday night. You got Indiana traveling to Maryland to take on uh, the turn something i want to say the turtle that's not right though turpins? Uh, turtles close turpins? enough turpins yeah turpins. Terp- terpins yeah i was gonna say the turntables but that's more of like i mean turtles is, is close enough uh, i would accept turtles turtles yeah turtles is an acceptable answer uh what do you think about maryland plus 12 and a half at home against indiana i don't know if any of these teams are even ranked indiana's uh, ranked indiana is ranked indiana's pretty good uh maryland's got a good record i'm gonna i'm gonna take that give me give me the points fuck yeah give me maryland <laughs> At home, you're giving me twelve points, twelve and a half points at home. Points? Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, give me the turtles. All right, you got it, coach. Uh, lay them down. Give me Indiana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the home dog here because you know I love a home dog. Uh, the <laughs> he next... made that line just so he could take the home dog. By the way, <laughs> the next one is in the ACC, number four ranked Virginia, undefeated this season, taking on Clemson on the road. Uh, Clemson not ranked. They've been focusing on football. I've got Clemson as an 18-point dog in this one. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and, again, gobble up those points. I love a home dog. Um, I don't think they stand a chance in this game, but uh, give me Clemson feeling good coming off a national championship uh, to, to keep it closer than that against Virginia. Coach? Yeah, give me the points, too. 18, I will take that every day. Dale? I really, want, I really want to take the points, but I don't want to be that guy. So I'm going to lay them and take the number four team undefeated in the country. Like, give, me, give me the Cavs. Okay, for context, Duke was playing Wake Forest on the road tonight, and they were a 21.5 point favorite. So <laughs> okay. that's kind of where my baseline came okay, from Okay, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> uh, stick in the ACC. Jaw feel. Jaw definitely Louisville feel. is going to travel to Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina. I've got North Carolina as a 12-point favorite at home. Dale? Uh, yeah, give me Louisville. Uh, I just don't think North Carolina is that good. Um, they've already lost to Texas, who's really not good. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I think Louisville covers. I, I don't think they win that game, though. Coach? Fuck it. I'm not going to pick the same as Dale. Give me North Carolina. Yeah, Do you even know what college basketball is? Yeah, I'm taking. Oops. I'm taking North Carolina here too. They're gonna they're gonna need to bounce back after they lose to their in-state rival on the road, North Carolina State. So give me a, give me UNC here as well. I got them in a big win. Put it nice, up really 20. nice kiss of death there, bud. Uh, what's yeah. the next game? Next, we got Duke traveling to Tallahassee to take on Florida State. Florida State sneaky good this year. Currently ranked number thirteen in the country. They've only lost two games this season. Uh, Duke thirteen and one, the number one ranked team in the country. I've got Florida State as a five and a half 
point dog at home. Oh, yeah. Give me all that. Um, I'm taking Duke here. Well, it's not your turn. It's my turn first. Okay. My bad. And I'm going to take Duke here. I'm also going to take Duke here. Ooh, contrarian? No, I'm still going to take Duke because uh, <laughs> I don't think that's enough. I think it's probably good. It should probably be closer to 10. 10? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite Florida part- State is Florida State is a very good team. If you would have told me it was 10, I would have taken Florida State. But, At home? Um, yes. Mm. But, I mean, they're a fun team to watch. They move it up and down the floor. Uh, it's, but we all know what Duke does. They have Zion Williamson and the rest of the they've top a, three. They've got a in the holographic country. Charizard in their deck. Like basically, yeah. Got it. First edition. Uh, last game of the night, boys. Going to go over to the Big Twelve. Texas Tech, ranked Texas Tech, coming into Austin to take on the Longhorns. Oh fuck! I got the Longhorns as a seven and a half point home dog in this one. What's your first impression, Dale? Um, let's see. This is you like a, that line, huh? Seven and a half. That's a that's a tough, that's a sharp line. That's a good line. As a Texas underdog, um, I'm still gonna take Tech here. They're they're playing right now. Um, I just think that Texas basketball is well behind everybody else. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take Texas Tech because uh, they're getting their ass kicked right now uh, by OU. Um, so, give me give me Tech to uh, cover seven and a half. Coach? Uh, I think Texas bounces back from its <laughs> first conference loss. Uh, seven and a half points, even if they yeah, don't win. Yeah, because they got that great. Even if they don't win, give me the points. Great home court advantage at the Irwin Center where nobody ever shows up. Yeah, I might show up to this one because I bet the tickets are going to be cheap. Uh, oh, yeah, they will be. I'm going to take Texas here, too. Uh, at the line that I made up, uh, seven and a half. I think they could keep it close. Uh, Texas Tech, a long travel for them. So uh, give me give me Texas in a good home spot. Uh, like that that's uh, that's first impressions. Sweet man, that was fun. That's I like fun. when you I like when you make lines. You like so, yeah, you're a good odds maker. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the nightcap. Sponsored by the beautiful, delicious, strange land brewery. Uh, gentlemen, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we've been mourning the loss of our our great gambling hamster Lana. I thought we'd we'd honor her in our in our nightcap and and all take a, a second to just say something that they liked or or miss or will remember about about old Lana. So uh, we'll let you go last, being that I'll is, go last. It so. is your pet. Um, I will go ahead and go first. It was an honor, a pleasure to. Uh, Spend quality time and let you pick games. I probably should have listened to your picks more often, um, especially this year. Uh, definitely would have kept me from getting a picture of a bunch of dudes and their asses. But uh, I want to say thank you, Lana, for never biting me. I never got bit by Lana. So that's my fondest memory It's never getting bit. Did you ever hold her? I believe so. Well, put her in his lap. Yeah, in my lap. But she did not bite. And uh, for that, I thank you. And cheers to uh, to you, Lana. Drink cheers. one for you. to Lana. Well, Lana, what a long, strange trip it's been. You bit me. Day one, I met you. And we were bonded through blood from that point on. You lived in my house. It was a pleasure to watch you speed through the house in your little hamster ball. Not afraid of any of the larger animals that loomed around you. You were fearless. And although you sucked at sports at first, you left us with the lasting memory of a championship. And as a champion, that's how you will always be remembered. Talana. Cheers, Talana. Here, here. Uh, Lana, you know, we, we lived together for many years. Um, we, we bought you as, as a little bit of a joke. Uh, I was, I was maybe not a hundred percent sober when we, we made that decision. But, uh, when I walked into that pet store and I saw you running on that wheel, she was the only one running on her wheel. Uh, when I walked in, I said, that's, that's, that's the, that's the hamster I want to, to represent the sports buzz. And, you know, Thinking back on all the picks that Lana made over the years, I, I can't help but think about 
March Madness 2017 when Lana picked Loyola, a lowly 12 seed, to win the whole tournament. And they, if, if you don't remember, they went on that Final Four run, a, an, an improbable series of events. And I like to think that Lana was a Catholic, you know, picking picking Loyola and having Sister Jean root for her. So I like to think that Lana definitely is in hamster heaven somewhere, looking down on us, watching us, uh, laughing at us that she was able to beat us in this last bull pick em. So, uh, Lana, you'll be missed. Uh, you will not be replaced, I can say that. Uh, but, but you will be remembered. Cheers. Cheers to Lana. To Lana. And on that note, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we're the Sports Buzz, and we are out. Rest in peace. Do you understand what love means? <laughs>